Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Today, we're, we're basically going to have a conversation about um, finding quality people, right, for your firm, how to hire them, talk a little bit about career path. We may touch a little bit on compensation, even though we're going to do a follow-up coffee break just on compensation. Um, but certainly, that plays a big role in, uh, in finding the right people. So we have some pretty awesome experts that do a lot of this and have it throughout their career and continue to. Gina Pellegrini, uh, Jordan Harton, uh, Art Snarznik, just to name a few. So looking forward to getting uh, all kinds of great ideas and feedback from everybody. So yeah, let's kick it off. So any anybody want to, um, actually right before we got started, Gina, you were sharing kind of a neat idea of the QR code. I love that idea. Yes. So we're having a hard time finding people just like everyone else and being creative. Someone on the team actually came up with the idea and it's a QR code and underneath the code, I don't know if you can really see it, but underneath the code, it has our company name, the address, and then we're stapling it to a business card. And if we're, any one of us are out and about, um, including those that work virtually, uh, and they see or hear someone that they think could be a good fit. Uh, they're passing this on to them. It takes them to our website. They can upload their resume. We've only done it for, I think, two weeks now. And we passed it on to three people and one person uploaded. So that's pretty good odds so far. Yeah, that's great. I know it's I just a simple thing. And, you know, sometimes you're out, you're talking to someone and you're thinking this could be a great team member and or for me in Minnesota, it could be somebody that I know that's looking and you talk about it, you might give them a card, but then it goes away. I think the, the QR code tells them a little bit more when they go there um, to the website. It tells them more about the positions that we have and they can see the company, the team, etc. So. You know, to piggyback off that, Gina, I mean, I've met so many people throughout the years that I'm like, man, they'd be good. And then it's like, you kind of like don't know what to say or what to, sometimes you're not even really actively right there looking for someone, but you know, they'd be a great fit. And so I love the idea of like kind of having a next step to keep the conversation going. And, and Rob, you and I were talking even recently, we were at JL Smith that we're actually gonna post a bunch of ads for people and we're starting to, we're, we're doing the same thing at C2P, even people that we aren't technically want, needing to hire right now, we, you know, a broad range of different positions because at the end of the day, sometimes if you just find the right person, you figure out a way to make room for them, right? It, you know, and, and add them into your firm. So, so we're even looking at taking that approach to kind of think outside of the box, kind of like you put in the chat, Melanie, right? Yeah. 
No, that, that's absolutely, Jason. And, and, and as you know, we actually found our next director of uh, first impressions that way, right? We've got a lot of jobs that were posted. The person actually applied for a different role, but, you know, the conversation we had, she was a great person to have like, the skills that we're looking for and ended up kind of trans- transitioning into onboarding her into that role. So that's exactly right. You have to kind of take the shotgun approach because you never know who's looking and what they're looking for and where the conversation may go, uh, you know, once you actually get them in the, uh, in the interview. And, and to kind of piggyback off that real quick, because I know, um, and there was just a question for Gina regarding the QR codes, but um, one of the things that I do is there's actually a way that your LinkedIn, anybody who has a LinkedIn app on your phone, um, it's easy to create that QR code and you can actually do that right then and there because then you're connecting with that person right away. And so you're not having to wait for them to even apply. You can just say, hey, well, you know, here's my QR code. Find me on LinkedIn. Do you have one? And I teach them how to do it. And I connect with them immediately. And so that's something if even if you don't have a QR code made, if you're out to lunch today and you thought, man, that was a great idea, you can do it from your LinkedIn app really easily. And so that's definitely just a, a quick solution. And while you're while you're creating the QR code that Gina just kind of talked a lot of bit. And I, I love that idea. So thank you for sharing that, Gina. Absolutely. And I will find out how Regina did it because I'm not a techie. So I have no idea. It's just magic to me. (laughs) There's a website that you can create it. um, And so, and you can create it to link to anything. So that's, what's really cool about it. I am. Yeah. I mean, I do think one of the reasons we created the advisor career path is to be able to really sell, you know, new employees that might want to become a potential advisor in the future and joining our firm, you know, in those five rungs that I think a lot of you are familiar with of like, um, in, in this thinking originally came out of Philip Palaviv of these, these rungs from the CFP, um, compensation and, and career pathing study that the CFP board hired him to do his firm, the ensemble practice, as well as the, um, uh, investment news hired them to do the compensation study. So they're kind of like the godfather of practice management. And so um, we've you know built our whole module around that same thinking of having five rungs. And so an entry level of client service advisor and second rung of paraplanner, third in advisor that's still learning, sitting second chair to lead advisor or practicing partner or taking over smaller relationships of the firm. The fourth of the fifth rung is a lead advisor and more of a first chair working with the larger clients. And then the fifth and final is a practicing partner that have earned their way to purchase or or be rewarded equity grants and become a practicing partner. It's really the rainmakers, right? The lead advisors that take it to another level, business development, really performing to help grow the, the company. But having these rungs clearly identified shows potential employees that may want to, you know, grow up and be a financial advisor, even if they're in their earlier years, like straight out of college, that there is a career path for them. And, and they can clearly see it and you can uh, kind of sell them on the, the value and the ability to, to, to work their way up the ladder. Hey, Jason, I, I was just reading, uh, I think it was in New York Times or Wall Street Journal a week or two ago, but they had basically said, I mean, we all know every employer is having this problem right now. I just had a call with one of the executives of Fidelity, and he was like, we've never seen a hiring crisis like what we saw in the fourth quarter. 
And they've gone the route of hiring inexperienced people and built a six-month training boot camp for them. And it reminded me what I read in this article said that one of the most important things a company can do for the next 10 years is have an employee development and career pathing program because you're going to have to groom people up from the bottom versus hiring the experience and the talent that you need in this environment. And, and companies who don't have that employee development and career pathing are going to really, really struggle because you know they, they don't see this hiring issue changing anytime really soon. And so to go to what you said, I mean, the importance of having a development plan and career pathing is, is going to be a game changer. So that e-learning module is available for anybody who wants to check it out. We obviously can do mentoring calls with you as well, but, and we have a lot of resources here, here on the team, but I think like the challenge for most small offices out there is you're not going to build out a six-month training curriculum and program. You don't have the time or energy or money to do something like that. So really what you have to rely on is informal mentoring. And so that's where you can hire someone at a lower level, like a client service advisor, for example, and have them trained by your internal operational leaders or leader, right? And have them just be delegated tasks and learn in the backstage, kind of grow up a little bit there. Then have them start doing some of the financial planning software, social security analysis, maybe tax modeling, whatever it might be, the different softwares you use and look, moving up to that paraplanner level. And when they're ready and you feel like they're ready to sit in on client meetings, you have them be your second chair. Now you're informally, now it passes the baton from your operational people training them to you training them by having them sit in on your meetings, take notes, listen, learn. And in uh, that, you know, it's an informal mentoring more of a train. They're, they're on the job training by doing. You know, and I think that small offices, that's the way you got to go. I love that. And you also get to teach your culture as you go. I don't have the silver bullet for finding people. If I did, each of you would be calling me to handle my financial advisory issues, right? Um, but it's tough out there and the projections are, it'll stay tough for a bit. So I think relying on some guerrilla marketing and I might just say that hiring is marketing. You guys market your businesses every day and hiring is marketing and you always have to be marketing, whether that's for business or whether that's for employees. So don't stop, uh, find different channels, try different uh, messages, make sure you're very clear about it and go to market. I think the other thing is, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, the other thing is we have to be more flexible uh, Dave was referring to an article, but on 60 Minutes, maybe two weeks ago, uh, they were talking about the new wave of employees' needs, and they're looking to work five, six hours a day because they had to readjust their lives and whatever they're doing now. And <clears throat> the more flexible we can be, again, depending on what the position can, looks like, and even what the career path is, I'm talking to two people right now that they're looking for four hours, but they want to gradually grow to eight hours so that they can adjust what they've been doing over the last couple of years in their lives. So the more flexible we are to find that diamond in the rough is something else we have to consider. We, we made a great hire 
in July. She was an account rep, Haley, for our local newspaper, had been our rep for six years, and put her through through the career path. She is doing her care planning. She has her insurance license, sitting for her 65. And so, you know, um, just a great way if you have a uh, somebody out there who is an account rep that you like a lot, has a lot of potential, talk to them. Mm-hmm. I love that idea of also when you're really clear about your job um, advertisement, not your job description. I think you know what advisors do, but to turn that into an advertisement, are you this kind of person? Are you looking for these kinds of things? Are you wanting to work in this kind of environment, doing these kinds of things and being really clear about that? Uh, not to be overly promotional, but the Right Fit Advisor program really helps people walk through that and, and kind of get a great advertisement to post instead of just a job ad. So, and then you find your right channels to pop that into. Art, you're hitting the nail on the head too. And, and, and that was an epiphany for me a few years ago when I was reading the Rockefeller Habits and that whole program of Scale Up with Vern Harnishes. It's a great you know, business leadership program. And they really hammer home the point that hiring is marketing. And I never thought of it that way before, but they're like one of the biggest mistakes people make is they have like an operations or HR people put together the ads and everything else when actually you should have your marketing people who are really good at copywriting, really good at kind of almost sales, right? Like that kind of ability to put that together. Because I mean, it is, it's, and let them work together, right? Let, yeah. let, let the HR people and the operations people say, here's our requirements. Now, how do we say that to the right person, the right audience, and where do we put it? Yeah. I also think that your current, um, your current employees, the current people in your office really can help you the best to find other people, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and we have... I think, I think we have a bonus at C2P, I think, and jails, don't we? Yeah. I think yeah. to piggyback on all of what you all just said too, and Art, I love that you say that because part of what I do when I kind of go into firms and we talk about branding is... And I think a lot of firms initially think their branding is how to get clients. But when I speak about branding, it's branding specifically to prospective employees. And um, the very first thing that a lot of my candidates will do is they'll go on Yelp, they'll go on Glassdoor, they go on all these places. So be very mindful of what your, your current employees are even saying about your firm. And, um, and that's a good, a good point too. If you have employees that are extremely happy is, just, just asking, Hey, if anybody feels that giving a, a recommendation, it's really going to help us in hiring because the better the, the recommendations are about those things that you just hit on Gina, flexibility, innovation, um, unlimited PTO has become a really big topic right now also. And it's, it's statistically shown that when a company has unlimited PTO, their employees actually take less than what the standard, you know, three or four weeks even is. And so it's just kind of interesting too, because all of those things are so appealing, but I think from a, a marketing, quote unquote, marketing perspective, a, a firm really is branding themselves for potential hires through Yelp and things like that, where you don't really think about because you're so, um, you know, focused intentionally on, on advertising and creating a brand for clients. And that employee told us she can't go ahead, Rob. Yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. I just wanted to share that experience. I mean, it just, 
uh, the person that we just brought on as, as the new director of first impressions, when I shared with her our unlimited PTO policy, I mean, she, she almost literally couldn't wrap her head around it. Right. And her career, she's so used to, you know, I've got two weeks and, and she was yeah, actually emailing me examples after our first meeting. You mean if I wanted to do this, this and this, I said, yes, like not only can you, but you're encouraged to do it. Right. We want that healthy work-life balance. Um, and we trust everybody to get it done and cover when they're gone. And it was such a powerful tool in recruiting um, that really moved the needle for her. Um, and we also use, you know, just to go back briefly as well, the career path. I mean, I spend a good 20 minutes going through a few of those slides, you know, showing them the five rungs and each of the, uh, uh, the descriptions on each of the rungs, showing them kind of what it takes to get the next one, depending on where they're at now in their career. And that is incredibly powerful uh, as well. And, you know, you can just kind of see eyes light up and realize, you know, that's, it's, it's an incredibly powerful recruiting tool motivator. Um, so I think those two in concert um, and they're pretty easy to do, right? I and mean, the, the resources are available to you as well. So um, I, I encourage you, once you identify them and get them in the door, use them because it moves the needle. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. I want to piggyback on that, Rob. I was just referred a uh, gentleman who's interning for a financial advisory firm. He's at Utah State in their CFP program. And uh, a friend of mine referred him over because he's looking for full-time placement once he graduates. And I pulled up that career pathing PowerPoint slide and I walked him through what we do and how we could develop him. And his exact words were, oh my God, my current advisor, who's a big RIA in Denver. He was like, they were like, they have nothing like this. I just sit in meetings right now, but there's no track for me to actually see how to become a full-fledged financial mm -hmm. planner. This is the first time I've really had a good grip on my future and how I can get there. And like that excites people when they actually see, especially that younger generation that's just coming out of college that like, how the heck do you start becoming a financial planner? Well, that's exactly how you do it step by step. I love that you guys have a track to do it, but we got to get faces in the door first. And I think that's the challenge right now. Where do we find them? How do we get them to apply? Jason asked a question, what's, what's the referral bonus we, we should offer our other employees to find somebody? And I work with lots of industries and I find that that's tricky and hard to figure out. But more importantly, the people who are going to go out and bring people in are going to be those people. And the ones who don't, you probably are not going to move their needle with a grand or five grand. So it's, you know, people who understand that we need to grow and are out looking, uh, maybe giving them some scripts on what to say to the banker. Here's would you like to try, you know, our plan where you can make more money or have an easier lifestyle? So not just the compensation for bringing somebody in the door, but also some scripting to teach the people what to say that's compelling to a potential. 
I, I agree with that art too, because I had a, a client ask in Minneapolis, actually, you know, they they currently do 5,000. So I see my firms, they range from a thousand to 5,000 internally. And I said, I think you could pay 10,000. It wouldn't change. People are going to bring people that they like to work with and that they recommend. They're going to naturally reach out to those people if they've helped the firm grow or from any past positions, if they enjoyed working with them because they were doers, they're going to initially just reach out to those people. So it's kind of interesting to me too, because it's like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I think it's great. I think that that's definitely a great bonus to have. Um, and I know that this is kind of another point to pivot to, and we're not really talking about it today, but I think as as all of you are experiencing such with the market being so tight and it's been candidate driven, but now it's a tight candidate driven market, which is incredibly difficult, really making sure that your retention is in place because all of the individuals in that top talent that you're trying to find, every other firm is trying to find it. So really making sure that that is part of the culture of the organizations that you have internally is yes, you're looking for new people, but make sure that your people that you have feel really appreciated. Um, and there's multiple ways of doing that. And I know that's a little off topic, but I just wanted to throw that out there too, is it can be, it can be just as important to keep the good people you have. Where do we go fishing for these people? I've, I've had luck and it depends. I can't figure it out if it's geographical or seasonal. I, I use ZipRecruiter because it posts to many different places. If you have one of those accounts, try it. If you just want to throw 150 bucks at it, then call me up. I'll let you use my account and we'll see what happens. But uh, I've had some other, um, even C2P members, uh, Don Chamberlain has a really nice program of how do I reach out to advisors on LinkedIn? Just remember, it's an ongoing process and it's, you throw the net out and it's a, it's a slow drag. It's going to take three, four months sometimes, but you got to get the faces in front of you in order to do all these cool things. Right. You know, and, and that is an interesting point. So we we don't actually post on anything. So internally, who we, we work with firms all across the nation, and um, we work more traditionally as headhunters because the type of individual you're trying to find, they are actively working. They're not actively job seekers. Um, and so, you know, I think that the biggest thing is, and this is, it's hard because it's not a solution that the firms can do internally, but we've built our referral network and really immersing ourselves in the different markets. And I would say we were going through our statistics of everybody we placed last year and 90%, it was like 90.4 something, almost 91% of all placements were referrals from our initial engagement. So we're reaching out to top talent and then they're sending us, you know, we, we, we're not necessarily looking, but we have somebody that is, and this is intriguing to them and building those relationships. And now I'm seeing candidates from 2017 reach out because of the market. So it's really building that network, which is why having that third-party resource coming in and, and helping is it's a full-time job. It's more than a full-time job, really. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I think it really does come down to flexibility and finding good people that are coachable and, and are going to be a good fit for your culture and then having the time and patience to train them and develop them. I mean, that's to me, like when I look at my best people, you know, they came in and they weren't necessarily experienced or trained or the perfect fit but there was a connection and I knew they were great people and gonna be a great fit for the culture. And then just having the time and patience to train them 
And listen, when I say train, I'm talking about informal mentoring. We don't, you know, at JL Smith, we never had a formal training program. We just would have them sit with the operational people and learn in the backstage until they got licenses or whatever else, if they were going to become an advisor. And then they started sitting in the front stage. So Chad uh, Weagle's a great example, like at JL Smith. I mean, he, you know, he really did, wasn't even going to become a financial advisor. He was just hired to sit in the backstage. Brian Bibbo wasn't, the plan wasn't become a financial advisor. He was a tax preparer. He was an intern and then doing tax preparation and then just doing tactical work. But you you have your existing people like Jennifer Macker mentored Brian Bibbo, right? When he first came into the business. So you have really good people that are operational can mentor those people. And then if the financial advisor route is the way they go, then great. If not, maybe there's a good long-term place for them operationally. Jennifer Macker was a good example. She was a financial advisor. She decided she then didn't want to become one when she joined JL Smith. She wanted to be an operational leader. And then we moved her over to C2P at one point where she is today. So it's just like, and in, in with her, it's a great story. I mean, I asked her how much she wanted to get paid. I asked her how many hours a day she wanted to work. I asked her what hours she wanted to work. And I knew she was such a good fit that my wife and I just said, you're hired. Exactly what you said you want. You want three days a week. You want to work six hours a day. You want 25 bucks an hour. This is almost 14 years ago. And that was a lot back then. And it was like, you're done. And it was one of the best moves we ever made. So find those people, be flexible, right? I mean, in this environment, more than ever, it's important. Jason, you made a good point real quick. And I just wanted to, to point out one of the things you just said is when we talk about training and coaching people, the number one thing I hear my clients say is we really need experience specifically with the Schwab advisor platform or with Redtail because we don't have the time to train. And I think it's such a misconception of what training is, because if somebody is currently doing that job, training really is having them just plug in and sit next to that person. That's what training is. So everybody has the the opportunity to train because you have somebody doing it. And so I love that you said that because training doesn't have to be this, this overwhelming burden. You don't have to have a workflow process for training. It's have them be mentored by somebody in the organization. So everybody does have the ability to train because somebody is doing that job today. I love how you talked about culture and I think everyone should use intuition. I mean, intuition is just the things we know that we don't remember how we learned, but you know, you asked, you asked Gina or me or, or someone else who uses assessments, use some assessments to make sure they're going to fit your culture and it, they're worth the investment. Well, and I, I just wanted to say just on the flip side for people, if you're looking for part-time work and you find a great candidate and they're looking for full-time, Sometimes bite the, bite the bullet and make the investment and lock them up. That's what happened with David when I hired him through Simply Paraplanner. I only had part-time work for him, but I knew he was such a great fit. I put him on full-time W-2 because I didn't want him looking for another part-time gig and getting stolen away from me. And like, I absolutely overpaid at the time for the hours I was getting because I didn't have more work for him to do. But you know, just on the flip side of being flexible to people who only want part-time, if you find the right person, lock them up. Um, yeah. Because if they're, if they're getting two part-time jobs to make full-time income, 
you, you know, you might not get chosen at the end of that when you are ready to have them take on a bigger responsibility too. Dave, you, you hit on something I want to piggyback and it's this is a lot of this for all of you entrepreneurs and business owners on the call here or in charge of hiring in your firm. It's a mindset shift of it's an investment, not an expense. And that's the mindset shift that has to occur. You have to look at good people as an investment, not an expense, you know, because ultimately that investment is going to pay off because it's going to pay off, find, give you uh, money freedom. It's going to be, give you time freedom. It's going to give you relationship freedom because you'll be able to move smaller relationships that maybe don't fit you any longer or serve you any longer onto those other people that you made the investment into. Jason, that's awesome. Um, especially when I did some work with Don Chamberlain a couple of years ago, and we studied our competitors. And, and in St. Louis, there's some big houses here, right? So um, what we found was Edward Jones at about the three-year mark is when their people burn out. It's when their, their original compensation, if they're not making big leaps, it starts to really taper off. So uh, we had a, a nice focus on three-year Edward Jones people in, in our area. So maybe look at how are other people paying and when are their people going to fall off of their payroll or get tired of that model? And that's uh, maybe a nice time to reach out. All right. That's a great way to kind of wrap things as we're landing the plane here. We're going to do a future um, session here, upcoming weeks on compensation. And so we'll talk, we'll go do a deep dive into Jordan. And if you could join us again for that, yeah. I know you have a ton of experience there. And so any of you that want to learn more about this, we have the um, career path, right? On the e-learning module, we have mentor calls. You can book with Art and Gina and others. And uh, we actually have the instructor led training for the career path and compensation that we're going to be doing in April or May. I don't know that we set the dates yet, but that's upcoming. So uh, we'll, this is a hot topic. We'll keep on it. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.